From Skadden, the Standard Formula is a Solvency 2 podcast for UK and European insurance professionals. Join us as Skadden partner Robert Chaplin leads conversations with industry practitioners and explores Solvency 2 developments that matter to you. Welcome to our first ever Standard Formula podcast. This new podcast series will cover subjects of interest in the Solvency 2 world. In today's episode, we'll be covering the UK government's recently announced post-Brexit Solvency 2 reforms. I'm Rob Chaplin, one of the insurance partners at Skadden. With me today is one of our regulatory of counsel, Azad Ali. Following its departure from the European Union at the end of 2020, the UK is now exercising its freedom to move away from key EU insurance prudential regulatory standards. These include liberalisation of the EU Solvency II regime. The reforms are expected to release a considerable amount of regulatory capital from UK carriers' balance sheets. In the UK, the reformed Solvency II regime will become known as Solvency UK. The reforms are intended to boost innovation in the sector and to assist the government's drive for investment including in areas such as infrastructure and clean energy, as well as its levelling up agenda. These developments can be seen as much as political as regulatory. It's no coincidence that the appoints difficult discussions between the government and the Prudential Regulation Authority were resolved in time for announcement on the same date as the Chancellor of the Exchequer's significant autumn statement speech of November 17. The changes should also be seen in the context of the Financial Services and Markets Bill, which is currently making its way through Parliament. The FSMB will first revoke most EU-derived financial services statute law, as it applies in the UK, on the basis that this will instead be covered in PRA and Financial Conduct Authority rules, and, second, make important amendments to the detail of the framework of financial services regulation, including the introduction of a new statutory objective for the PRA and FCA for competitiveness and growth, as well as an important new regulatory principle in support of net zero. So Azad, how did this all come about? Solvency II regime came into force in the UK at the start of 2016. In June of 2020, the government announced a review of the regime in the UK. And with consultations launched in April of this year, the government proposed amendments across a range of areas. Most significant area for reform was thought to be the risk margin. Risk margin is the additional reserve required to be maintained by an insurer above its best estimate of liabilities and below its solvency capital requirement. The risk margin is currently calculated using a cost of capital approach, which is set at 6% for both life and non-life firms. The government proposals in April of this year was to make deep cuts to that risk margin on the basis that it was larger than required to serve its intended purpose, which was to provide a sufficient buffer above the best estimate of liability so that if an insurer fails, there'll be enough reserves to fund a transfer of insurance liabilities to another carrier. The other key area was in relation to matching adjustment, or MA for short, 
The MA benefits insurers who hold long-term assets, which match the cash flows of similarly long-term insurance liabilities, by allowing them to recognize an illiquidity premium. The MA is a particularly material benefit and advantage for insurers writing annuity business, which are thereby incentivized to invest in a wide range of long-term illiquid fixed interest assets and hold them to maturity. And when insurers hold assets matched to maturity, they are less exposed to illiquidity risk, but do retain credit and other residual risks. And it is those other retained risks which are reflected by excluding from the MA an allowance for them, which is referred to as a fundamental spread. Government's proposals in April was to make this spread much more sensitive and tailored so that it better reflects and measures credit risk. So Rob will now talk us through the final proposals. Thanks, Hassad. In mid-November 2022, the UK government announced its final proposals. The risk margin is to be reduced using a modified cost of capital method by around 65% for life carriers and 30% for non-life carriers. In a surprise result, which was enthusiastically welcomed by the industry, there will be no change to the design and calibration of the fundamental spread within the matching adjustment calculation, save for an increase in risk sensitivity to allow a notched approach within credit steps. This will, however, be accompanied by enhanced governance requirements. There will be regular stress testing exercises attestation by nominated senior managers with formal regulatory responsibilities that residual credit risk is not incorporated within the claimed MA. In relation to the latter requirement, the industry will watch with interest how the PRA uses this regulatory tool, and for individual firms, whether it's a way in which the regulator can strengthen reserves, which are seen as being overly weakened by significant risk margin release. Likewise, the regulatory approach to internal models and solvency capital requirement, or SCR, composition, will be carefully watched for signs of greater conservatism. The government will review whether the calibration of the fundamental spread remains appropriate in five years' time. Various steps have been taken to liberalise the matching adjustment eligibility criteria, a requirement of highly predictable rather than necessarily fixed cash flows for investments has been introduced, although it is stated that in practice the government expects the vast majority of cash flows to remain fixed, which suggests a degree of compromise with the PRA. There will be broader eligibility for MA treatment, including flexibility to include assets with prepayment risk, such as callable bonds or a construction phase, a wider range of liabilities eligible for the MA to include products that insure against morbidity risk, such as income protection products, and removal of the disproportionately severe treatment of assets with a rating below triple B. Other MA reforms include a more proportionate approach to MA breaches by carriers and fast-tracked MA eligibility applications to include automatic approval for simple assets, uh, no approval requirements for minor changes to existing applications, and a PRA-maintained register of approved assets and features. Other proposals in the reform package include 
the removal of the requirements for UK branches of non-UK insurers to calculate branch capital requirements and to hold local assets to cover them. This significant reform should benefit around 160 branches immediately, as well as any other branches that establish in the UK in the future. In addition, the proposals anticipate an increase in the thresholds before the Solvency UK regime applies. Up to £15 million in annual gross written premiums, triple the previous threshold, and to £50 million in gross technical provisions, double the previous threshold, which is aimed at nurturing insurtech businesses. And finally, a new regime for start-up insurers with adjusted entry requirements such as a lower capital floor, lower expectations for key personnel and governance structures, and exemptions from some reporting requirements, which is also aimed at developing the UK insurtech sector. So as that, what might the possible market impacts of the changes be? Well, Rob, it's too soon to say with certainty what the market impacts of the reforms will be as they are still being considered and analysed by the industry, by advisors and, and commentators on the industry. I would suggest that early speculation indicates uh, a number of market impacts. Firstly, a degree of investment in infrastructure and clean energy, although perhaps more returns of value to shareholders and government may have expected. Fresh boost for bulk annuity pension deals. Uh, a move away from a reinsurance offshoring of longevity risk, although perhaps less than what might be expected. Flourishing of branches, possibly favouring the London market um, with an expected uh, regulatory arbitrage potential, maybe. Innovative approaches to non-conventional assets. A new look at life securitizations, And possibly... And, and finally, new opportunities for insure tech, where it is hoped that a new way forward will be found to enable successful creation of small innovative carriers in the industry. So what, ne- what comes next, Rob? Well, Azad, the, the next step in the proposals is for government to work with the PRA to enable implementation of these reforms. Then we will await with interest to see how the compromises inherent in the reforms manifest themselves in practice. We hope you found the first episode of the Standard Formula podcast useful. We very much look forward to you joining us next time. Thank you for joining us on the Standard Formula. If you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any future episodes. Additional information about Skadden can be found at skadden.com. The Standard Formula is a podcast by Skadden, Arp, Slate, Mar and Flom, LLP, and affiliates. Skadden is recognized for its deep experience in representing insurance and reinsurance companies and their advisors on a wide variety of transactional and regulatory matters. This podcast is provided for educational and informational purposes only and is not intended and should not be construed as legal advice. This podcast is considered advertising under applicable state laws.